Alright guys, welcome back to Establish the Past Podcast, presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Blake Bubble, with me as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan. We're back here to talk about uh, the latest happenings in the NFL. And Dylan, there's not a lot happening, necessarily. Um, again, there's always something going on in the NFL, but um, still some things to be figured out on the quarterback front, even though, as we've talked about in recent episodes, lots of movement. This offseason already, there will only be even more added to the mix once we get to the draft here in about a month or so. But still not sure what things are going to look like for two quarterbacks in particular. And let's start with Baker Mayfield because, as we know, um, the Browns have a new starting quarterback. And, uh, spoiler alert, Deshaun Watson is going to be likely the starting quarterback for the Browns next season. Uh, we know that there are you know potential punishments and those kind mm-hmm. of things that – could still take place, but um, don't think that Baker Mayfield's going to be necessarily in a situation um, that, uh, you know, we, we know how this plays out, and it's just a matter of seeing what's next, I suppose, um, even though, you know, kind of where things stand with that right now, I mean, it's pretty clear that Baker's going to have a new team. It's just a matter of when, where, how is this all going to take place. Um, that's probably the biggest thing happening right now, which is not a huge <laughs> thing. Now, we always say this, right? And when we start recording, we know what happens. Like, there will be some big breaking news item that comes out by the time we finish recording. But um, for now, I think this is this is one of the more interesting aspects to kind of see where, where Baker lands after uh, Sean Watson goes to the Browns. The Schefter and Rappaport notifications are ready on the phone. So, yeah, in case anything yes. breaks, we will be ready. But, yeah, it's finally kind of slowed down. It was pretty wild there for a couple of weeks um, with all the different trades and uh, potentially one of the craziest off-seasons we've ever had. And maybe in terms of the sheer quantity of big names being moved, you're still hearing things about guys like Debo Samuel, like teams that would like to trade for him. It's like, what are we, what are we even talking about now? But, hey, that's what – uh, is going on this offseason and it yeah that so far it's some one of the like you're saying one of the guys has kind of been left out of this whole uh musical chairs operation is still st- just kind of waiting on the sidelines as baker and you know we, we went into the offseason talking about this a little bit didn't feel uh i felt like maybe they're going to probably go one more year uh with him given the injuries he went through and I, I still think that's maybe at the end of the day why the browns are being a little bit picky in terms of waiting for a trade package they think is fair they as much as uh it didn't work out between the two sides after you know seemingly it seemed like everything just a couple of years ago was right on track with baker as the future as the browns quarterback um i still think even with the things that have gone wrong they still see that value they still know that there's something more um than maybe maybe he's not a top top tier quarterback but they still feel like he's a pretty uh darn good one so it's uh but at the same time teams are not as willing to settle for something like that they might look at uh you know what happened this past season um with the teams outside of the the 49ers with jimmy garoppolo that went pretty deep in the playoffs and they see these monsters of quarterbacks and they see all the and especially in the afc there's so many just this pile and pile of just fantastic younger quarterbacks and uh it's just a tough place for i think it's a landscape now where teams look at a guy like baker and they say is he that much better than what we currently have are we really willing to give up this many picks and that kind of stuff so yeah it's 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 become kind of tough for him i i I know they've some of the recent reports have said they're going to be patient uh looking at where he'll go i think still the one that people have been mentioning since um uh, since the kind of baker stuff really picked up is the seattle seahawks obviously they need a a quarterback and maybe they they think drew lock isn't 
um, uh, far below what Baker can deliver. I wouldn't tend to agree with that yet unless we see something more from Drew. I, I still think when Mayfield's healthy, uh, he can be, and, and he's put in a place to succeed, he can be a pretty dang good quarterback. Although, again, he played with one of the best rushing games and a really good offensive line there in Cleveland. He's not going to have that same setup. That's why I worry about other teams that are rumored like the Texans and Panthers, and it's like I, I don't – I don't know if that's the best situation for him. I still think he needs some some big weapons, uh, an offensive line that's uh, probably better when those two are at at this point. Um, and, and still for Houston, uh, what are you really trying to do if you were to get Baker? I think he's, he's a younger quarterback still, but I still think they're a team in, that needs a lot of uh, different things to rebuild. The Panthers, you could see them taking that chance on him, just given what they've had to go through as a team. Um in terms of trying to get quarterbacks going all the way back to last year with Stafford trying to to lure some of the top guys uh, this year um, and just not working out at all so maybe they're a team that'll take a chance on him but yeah it's just kind of a tough situation for Baker and the Browns because I do understand that they're not gonna they're not gonna just like cut him and get him for uh, give him away for nothing I feel like they uh, but at the same time I don't think it's really a a situation that would be in the best interest of everyone in that organization in terms of going into the next season or even training camps with both those guys in the building maybe baker just isn't there but yeah um it's a tough place but hopefully at some point i think against seattle I, as much as it's kind of been just like the, the team that's mentioned the most out there it feels like it makes as much sense as anyone else because yeah you start looking down the list of teams in the league and it's it gets kind of slim pickings because there's so many teams that are set at quarterback. Then of those teams that are not, do they really think Baker is going to put them over the edge? Um, I, you'd have to be a team that I feel like uh, is pretty has some uh, really good pieces already in place and feels like you still could win and um, with a guy like that. Well, the Google test I think is always uh, <laughs> I find fascinating, right? Because well, here's what you do: you type in Baker Mayfield trade. And you see where all the discussion's going because that's that's how you really know where kind of all the the momentum is focused. So when you type in Baker Mayfield trade, I've done this a couple times now, and it's been a little varied, but there have been four teams in particular that are always kind of on the top, and that's the Panthers, the Lions, the Seahawks, and the Steelers. Um, so that's kind of where all the momentum, I guess, is at right now. When you talk about mm-hmm. just how much is being talked about on each team, because I always always use that. I think that's a it's a pretty easy <laughs> test to see what people are talking about when it comes to a certain uh, rumor or something in the NFL. So mm-hmm. those are the four, and like you said, I think the Panthers, that's an interesting one. The Seahawks would seem to make the most sense, but like you said, I think it's a matter of what would the Seahawks want to give up. But, you know, Because, again, I mean, you, I mean, they have Drew Locke. We know this is a rebuilding scenario for the Seahawks at this point. Um, yeah, I just don't – I don't know. Um, again, yeah. it depends on what you, you have to give up. And, I mean, the Lions, I know that's what a lot of people have kind of been pushing over the past day or two now um, as a possibility, but I just don't – I don't know about that one. And the Steelers, I just – I find more, you know, funny than anything because obviously <laughs> we talked about – they did land Trubisky, but um, seeing Baker Mayfield go to the Steelers and, um, oh my gosh. you know, succeed Ben Roethlisberger, that would be quite a quite a scene, so – that would be pretty nutty. Um, I, I guess you could see, like you mentioned the Lions there. Um, they, they have a potential out after this season with Jared Goff's contract, but I think at that point they might be looking towards the draft. I don't know if ba- I mean, yeah. Baker's contract obviously is basically you're, you're only guaranteed unless you give an extension. I think it's still only one more year too. So that one's a little tough for me. Um, but, yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. It, it's, it's a tough kind of thing. Yeah, Steelers, I don't. 
Oh, man. I can't even picture it, like you're saying, first of all. But beyond that, I don't, you know, I don't know how much uh, Pittsburgh looks at Baker and uh, after facing him all these the last few years and sees a guy that can just, again, especially in the AFC, you there's a different level of quarterback you need to be targeting and need to, to get to be able to compete no matter what, what you, the rest of your roster is, no matter how much the defense bounces back. You can be a playoff team. But I don't know if you're competing for Super Bowls in that conference unless you have a really stud there. So maybe the NFC uh, makes a little more sense. Maybe a team like the Lions as a flyer, maybe that ends up being what it ultimately is with some of the draft capital that they've been able to to stash up. Maybe they're willing to give up a pick that even if it's a little later in the in the draft, the Browns are willing to take. But kind of a tough, yeah, it kind of ends up being a tough situation for Cleveland in terms of the timing of trying to trade Baker after a year where he gets injured and doesn't have his best performance. It really, you know, drove down his trade value. And now, I mean, they, I'm sure they're uh, outside of many things and rightfully people are upset um, uh, with the Deshaun Watson trade, uh, some fans, but uh, in the building itself, I mean, they, they know they have a guy that they believe they can win with that is one of those top tier quarterbacks. And now uh, the only problem is figuring out this baker situation i i feel like ultimately they'll end up taking something but it's not going to be uh, they're going to be patient with it but they're i, I don't know if it, we're going to slowly over the summer i don't think some team's going to be like you know what now we're willing to give up that draft pick and maybe maybe that does take going past the draft maybe it goes yeah maybe we have to look ahead to next year's draft and maybe a team's more willing to give up a pick uh, rather than right now heading into the draft in just under a month here well the other quarterback saga that is yet to um, it's, it's still playing out, and that is the one that seemed like we thought would be the biggest uh, one in terms of, um, you know, expected movement in the offseason, and it's not happened yet, and that's Jimmy Garoppolo, who is still with the 49ers. And, I mean, you talk about talk about a wide variety of opinions on this Jimmy Garoppolo oh situation with the Niners and, and how this is playing out. Um, you know, again, if you, if you use the Google test, you can look at a lot of different people who are – using uh, some pretty strong words about how the Niners have sort of handled the situation and, um, you know, even looking back to last year and wondering why they didn't make this move last year and mm-hmm. maybe how it plays out much differently then. If you do that, because, again, we see all the, all the dominoes that have fallen since then, um, leaving, you know, some possible – I mean, it makes it harder now, I think, when you consider the, the landscape mm-hmm. quarterback-wise. But – I mean, that's another one where right now he's still on the 49ers. Um, I know it was kind of, you know, everyone's just sort of saying it's basically on hold right now in terms of where things are at. But I don't know. Like, this is one that, I mean, the longer this goes, it's just like I have no idea how this is going to play out anymore because it felt like we, we talked about, right, there were so many different options. We said, all right, there's mm-hmm. the Colts out there. There's the, the Bucks out there. Like, there's <laughs> all these teams, and then we see how everything's falling, and it's like, well – Brady's back. Matt Ryan's with the Colts. Um, Trubisky's with the Steelers. Like, there's just there's so many things that have happened. I mean, not even to mention, you know, the, the big trades with Russell Wilson and all yeah. these others. And it's just, I don't know. I'm not sure what the the Niners do at this point. I guess with this whole situation. Yeah, all those teams that, like you said, they all dried up pretty quickly. There were so many possible destinations, and they all found options that they feel are are better than uh, than Jimmy. And I, I think you made a good point there in terms of you know why didn't they do this last year and it, it, it's worth 
I know hindsight doesn't do much for the Niners, but you look back, you're coming off, you know, they don't make the playoffs in 2020, but with injuries to Garoppolo, uh, you could see teams uh, and the landscape of where we were at quarterbacks. Not that the not that the 49ers could predict what was going to happen in terms of all the crazy movement that we just saw and some of these other young quarterbacks that over the last uh, year have emerged. But, I mean, they... Yeah, it's a different different market back then, and you you could still justify if you're another team like, hey, he he almost led the Niners to a Super Bowl victory. Like he almost, even maybe you don't say led given the way that uh, he was used in some of those playoff games with how dominant that defensive running game was for San Francisco. But in 2019, you could still justify it a bit more. Whereas now you, I mean, I know they almost make the Super Bowl this year, but. Uh, I mean, his play was not at the level maybe at times that we even saw it in 2019. Um, at times it felt like he was the guy holding them back. He made some clutch throws, absolutely, in some of those playoff games. Um, uh, I, obviously, in the game against the Packers, uh, he had some drops that went against him, but also just not the best performance overall, I would say. Um, he had some of the worst QBR stats, I think, of any quarterback in the last however many 10 years or something in the in the postseason just total um not that there were many opportunities at the end of that game against the rams but yeah just it was kind of more of a slog and now all these teams have uh you know filled in their quarterback spots and then they look at uh, jimmy and it's it's the same kind it's different than baker in terms of his offense line and running game but i still think there is something to looking at you know is what is jimmy going to be able to do when he doesn't have shanahan and that offensive line and that running scheme and some of the weapons they have if he's in our building yeah i, I don't know i don't know i teams have a little more ego than that uh, and coaches to think that they can make it work with the guy but just from a macro point of view i i you know it is tough to think about um jimmy without those kind of things and what it might look like he's been in he's played for the patriots and now the niners with with kyle shanahan he's been in two of the more qb friendly locations you could think of in terms of when he was with the patriots especially and now also in san francisco that it that's that's just really driven his value down i believe and there's a reason that it's you still see rumors about he's going to ultimately have to be cut um i think at this point uh, given how much uh, how much he's loved in that locker room and how much Trey Lance really embraced him and how they embraced each other. I do think it's legit, like realistic that he could be back as crazy as that sounds. Um, if they don't get anything, I don't think uh, with how his contract is set up and it could work out in their point of, uh, from their point of view next year that, uh, unlike with Baker, where I, I think you have to resolve that before the season, you could have Garoppolo in San Francisco, maybe one of these quarterbacks for, a top contender goes down uh, with an unfortunate injury. And then Jimmy, maybe they're willing to give up a fifth round pick for Garoppolo. I, I, potentially that could happen, especially if he plays early. Maybe he's the backup to, to Trey and then maybe not seeing him on the field helps his trade value, <laughs> sadly enough, just by the, the idea of the potential of what he could be if he was out there. And maybe if Trey Lance struggles, you're like, wow, look how much better this offense was with Garoppolo. And that kind of starts to help his uh value on the market i'm not sure but it's uh yeah it's similar in, in terms of baker where it's like yeah if, if you're not a team with the top tier quarterback do you really think he's the guy that's going to make you compete with those teams and that is that you have to be realistic about that um some teams aren't going to be ultimately uh no offense to the commanders but i think getting carson wentz that kind of is yeah. that same kind of mold i would have i'm sure they, they probably could have gone up a, a lower pick for jimmy and may, in my opinion might have made more sense but um 
yeah, kind of a tough situation for him. But unlike the, the Baker one where you have all this drama between the team and the player, uh, it still feels like there's a they, you know, they've cultivated a pretty good relationship with uh, Garoppolo and just an overall solid culture in San Francisco in general that I think that has made the situation not so uh you know even though we're seeing articles and rumors about it it's not as heavily covered and as dramatic and on sports center uh, bits and stuff like that it's just it doesn't have that same flair because of uh the positive culture that they have in their relationship with him yeah we'll see but i mean it's like you said it's it's going to be one of those probably the i don't know how, how surprising it can be because again there's so many teams now it seems like they're just locked in and we know what it's going to look like from quarterback standpoint next season but Man, there's still a lot to be determined, I think, how this plays out. Like I said, maybe he just winds up staying, and this may be like the, the year, multiple year-long storyline of um, Jimmy G is going to eventually be with another team, and then he just retires with the, with the 49ers in about <laughs> eight years. So um, it's just one of those things where we'll see uh, how it plays out. But um, those are the biggest you know news things right now. Of course, in our last episode, we talked a lot about Tyreek Hill and um, you know the, the trade of the Dolphins and really – I mean, again, we talk about unexpected trades coming out of nowhere. That's one that we just did not see coming. But now I guess it's a matter of, you know, really we talked a little bit about the Dolphins and, mm-hmm. and the offense and those kind of things. But really when you, you start to look more at it, I mean, we've talked about just the weapons that they have on that roster. And to me, it's how they use Tyreek Hill. It's it's really also comes back to, I think, Tua and um, seeing, you know, we, there have been questions about, you know, is he kind of the right guy there? And we talked about the Sean Watson trade for so long, potentially with Miami, and of course that all changed. But um, man, this is, I mean, now that again we'll have a lot more time to talk about this throughout the off season. But Tyree kills there. I think the most fascinating part is what the offense looks like mm-hmm. with him in it. And uh, the even bigger question is, you know, can it all come together for Tua and he be the right one to? to put the Dolphins in a spot where they have no excuses anymore when it comes yeah. to weapons on offense. And um, I think that's one of the more fascinating offseason storylines right now too. So Yeah, there there's no excuses it feels like with two at this point. I mean, the offensive line, you bring in Armstead, that makes a huge difference. Obviously, they still maybe need to shore up some things there and help out in the draft. They have, I don't know if it's – there's some questions um, with, uh, with the last regime in terms of you know they drafted high and how much of the fault of some of these guys not performing well was because of them picking bus or how much was uh, an issue with development um so maybe they feel like with some of the guys they do have in-house that uh with and with bringing in mcdaniel and, and this new coaching staff that maybe they can fix those things i think that's the one part of the offensive line that if if we see Tua struggling um that maybe we look at the offense and we're like maybe he didn't have exactly everything in play but you're like they still have all these weapons they still have um you know a a new coach in mcdaniel that does get the best usually out of his players and knows how to utilize uh, the talent he has i mean that big three of cedric wilson tyree kill jalen waddle i mean that's a pretty solid trio of really fast guys you might see uh some uh, you know unique scheme and that's the thing about mcdaniel in general you trust that he's going to be able to put his players in, in places to succeed we just saw it with Shanahan there with um with with Garoppolo uh different quarterback obviously in Tua but um still yeah really excited to see what they're gonna be able to do using Tyree Kill as as they have said in more of a role like Debo Samuel I don't know if you can really replicate a player like Debo Samuel but I there are some fun things in the run game just in general that Tyreek has done or I mean he's just an elusive guy if he can stay healthy I think utilizing him in any way you can to to help your offense 
uh, goes a long way. And I'm not expecting Miami's defense to play as it did that second half of the year last year, where most of the time, uh, at least against, especially against uh, lower opponents and even some solid ones, they played ridiculous football. Um, but uh, you, you still think they're going to have a solid defense. And if you take their offense and kind of figure out things there, at least to a, a point where even if you're just league average, this could be a potential playoff team. Um, this conference is stacked, so it's going to be tough uh, regardless. Um, you're going to have to beat some really good teams. And, uh, yeah, a ton of pressure on Tua if the offensive line takes a big leap. And I think just adding Armstead by itself already uh, helps you quite a bit there. But I think they, they if they if that offensive line is even, like, kind of in the middle of the pack, say where, like, the Broncos were um, as an offensive line last year, if they can take an, a jump to that kind of place and then with the, the receivers they have, then, yeah, it's like, Tua, this is if, if um, you know this is your chance to show us what you can do, and they put themselves in a good situation because we're seeing this this exact model of teams putting them building the roster out to where some disgruntled quarterback or some some quarterback that's going to hit free agency unexpectedly, whatever it is, they might look at Miami the same way that we thought Deshaun was looking at them uh, before all his legal. Uh, issues went down I mean last year it looked it made perfect sense right we had a team that went 10 and 6 in Miami in 2020 that looked like they're going to take another jump they just needed a quarterback potentially and uh, Deshaun was there so but now potentially Miami is going to start to build up that same kind of that basis that that foundation there where a quarterback looks at it and thinks and then McDaniels in the in their ear pulling his doing his best Sean McVay at, at the Cabo hotel like he did with Stafford like whatever it is maybe that ends up being what uh happens with Miami getting a, a established guy uh in the future but it will be fun and it's definitely one of the storylines we're going to be following close is what two was able to do shouldn't have as many excuses here can he not I don't think it's fair to try to expect him to be anything like the two other top quarterbacks drafted alongside him and obviously Joe Burrow up the top of the draft but then a pick behind him and Justin Herbert there's it's just that's that's out the window now it's about and that's the thing you you if you're a Dolphins fan and just in general that people love about Mike McDaniel he does not look at his players um based on their limitations he looks at everything they can do and how he can put them in places to succeed and I think that's the biggest outside of the offensive line I mean even with the weapons I think it's the fact that he has this coach if 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 it can't work with McDaniel then it then the questions about two are really going to rise up and I still think um, a team would could look at him eventually and from another team and think that they're going to figure things out the same way we thought the Panthers where I looked at uh Sam Darnold a couple or you know going into last season and thought hey this is a guy we can get for uh, you know a mid-round pick and we feel like he just wasn't utilized correctly I think some team might be willing to give Miami that and then they'll just keep piling these draft picks even though they have had a number of guys not work out they still have a ton of picks and even after the Tyreek Hill trade as we talked about last episode they still have a lot of picks they're they're in a good place um it's just also you know always that thing at the top of the top of this uh, over kind of looming with the Dolphins is Stephen Ross and all the drama going on off the field this past season with uh, and still have the, the ongoing lawsuit from Brian Flores but uh, the allegations of them tanking on purpose and telling trying to pay an office coach to lose I mean these are serious things that um, that from a you know we look at organizations and that how important it is to have that kind of foundation maybe Mike McDaniel is the piece that as we kind of talked about with um, Ron Rivero and Washington hired him we're like all right this is a bad ownership there's uh there's a lot of questions and people don't want to go play for this uh for this franchise and Ron Rivera even if it's not like the most attractive place still I think he brings a level of credibility that helped there and I think Mike McDaniel 
hopefully if you're a Dolphins fan you're really thinking that he can be the guy that kind of bridges that gap and is able to handle those politics off the field and then on the field puts his players in a good place to succeed and makes it a place that people want to play for yeah one of many interesting teams in the AFC as we've said um, going into next season the Dolphins and and everything and kind of seeing how it plays out will be uh, very interesting but Dylan, that's, I mean, those are the biggest things. I mean, you know, more drama in the AFC, I guess, with, with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens situation and him kind of coming out and, you know, uh, say, saying what he had to say about that and all of this. But really, I mean, I hate to say this because we know what that means. A slow week in the NFL. Um, <laughs> we know that there are some, some big deals coming up just because I said that. So Yeah, um, not, not a, like you're saying, not a ton happening. Well, I don't, I don't even know where the Lamar Jackson thing came from. I just saw his, I have no idea I just either, saw his yeah. tweet this morning um, uh, about how he uh, loves the Ravens, and I was like, I don't even know what rumor he's alluding to. So maybe, maybe there's something out there I just didn't see. But, I, you know, it, I do understand from his – um why maybe people would maybe it's not an actual rumor. maybe people are just speculating because he hasn't signed an extension and their owner on on tuesday said he doesn't foresee uh jackson signing an extension before the start of the season so uh, maybe that's part of why just that, that that kind of drama there but i i don't think anything's really moving towards lamar being gone and uh you know again the ravens this is a guy that just won mvp a few years ago we're not talking about some random quarterback here i think they uh, even if the extension hasn't worked out yet they know what they have in the house and how much if he's healthy this team i mean they're on the could have made the playoffs with a lot of different a lot of injuries last year i think they're a force still and i think they're still the favorite to win this division in vegas barely um maybe maybe that's changed since the deshaun watson trade but i knew before that they were definitely a little bit higher than the bengals so yeah not something that i'm too concerned with but hey this offseason has been freaking nuts so i wouldn't completely doubt rule anything out at this point yeah but uh, of course uh, i have it all covered over clutch points uh if uh lamar jackson is the quarterback for the lions next season uh it'll all be covered at uh, clutch points well we did we didn't start that rumor just uh we're just no. saying it's been such a wild off season uh yeah it's just uh, pure craziness but of course uh, it's all there dylan and uh, baseball coming back finally and um nba of course uh quite a quite a time of year for that as well about to hit april so uh let everybody know where they can find all that yes you can follow all the 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 last week of spring training here in the clutch points app as well as all mlb games in the regular season once opening day uh starts on next thursday april 7th yeah we got the NBA playoffs coming up. You can follow all the games in there and the Clutch Points app. We got tons of coverage of the Final Four on the Clutch Points website and the NCAA basketball section at the top of uh, March Madness section at the top of our homepage. Yeah, all things NFL. Tons of draft content starting to be pumped out right now. I think even here we'll probably start shifting our gears like we usually do once April hits to the draft. And uh, usually we have a lot of fun doing our mock draft for the first round looking at all sorts of different things so yeah it's going to be going to have to do some homework here the next week get myself ready on on some of these prospects and then uh yeah it's going to be fun here only less than a month till the draft and then we get even again maybe relaxing uh quote unquote period after that but who knows man it's it's been a again one of the more wild off seasons that we've ever had in the nfl yep that's for sure and uh again still have the draft to go so um long way from being over uh, with that be sure to check it all out at clutch points and be sure to subscribe to the podcast any podcast app you use search for steps fast and uh, thanks as always for listening to the podcast and we'll see you next time here on the fabulous fast podcast